have you been following? Uh, I'm going to interrupt you because I am so excited right now. Can you imagine why I'm excited? Uh, I was surprised last night with front row tickets to the Taylor Swift Eras tour. You, I should have known. You're such a fag. Front row. This is going in podcast. SoFi Stadium. <laughs> I'll be there. Trying to smuggle in a, uh, a, ca- a good camera. Having the night of my life. I got nothing. I mean, I think you know what I want to say. I see. You but know I'm how, not going to say it. You know how disappointed you are right now? I'm not disappointed. You know how, like, bewildered you are right now? If I was to tell you the cost of the tickets, it would be ten times worse. I'd shoot you? Probably. Just don't tell me. I'm not going to. Why do you like Taylor Swift? Because uh, she, cause she, is mo- she is mother. That would be the, that would be the Swifty response. Uh, no, because she's, uh, she's the, the penultimate artist of our generation. She's the voice of a generation. What? It all started with, uh, well, I liked a little bit of Red. Uh, no, it's... 1989 is what really kicked it off what's, me. Why is Taylor Swift... She writes a lot of music. She's a music artist. She's the most successful. They're really all the same. It's literally just about boyfriends. That kind of ended a few, a few, uh, a few eras ago, if you would. There's gonna be one Swifty who's like, hell yeah, wow, cats, kittens. She loves cats. Cats are awesome. And Taylor Swift so ingrained in this new gun community. Uh, I okay. You know, I'm obviously a hipster, and I take credit for a lot of things. What a douche! I was. You're not even good hipster. You're not even wearing any flannel. I have a bunch of flannel. You should start you wearing it back in the day. I will. Um, I always used to post pictures of really cool guns with Taylor Swift uh, paraphernalia or albums, and it would always really fuck with the older crowd. They like their their minds were just like, "What the fuck is the like? What am I looking at?" So I really like that's how I got my my rocks off, starting at about nineteen eighty nine era. And then from there, I just... Uh, You're referring to an album name, correct? Yeah, so a 1989 would have been her primary transition into the more pop sphere from... Well, Red was kind of like uh, bridging the gap, if you will, and the 1989 was kind of a whole new thing on its own. <laughs> My God. Which was really uh, taken aback by Reputation Era, which was her confronting the... Uh, the her outward perception of her versus, you know, her self-image and embracing this, like, uh, I don't know, this, this like, perception of herself. This is the new modern man. Yeah. I just gentlemen. Yeah, dude, Taylor Swift is the shit. No, she's not. 100%. You know, it's it's actually funny because I have, like, Taylor Swift merch and shit that has, like, there's a blanket I have that goes for, like, a thousand bucks on eBay now. People are so stupid. It's ridiculous. You know what? Nuke it. Just nuke it all. Yeah. Start over. But you know what's you know what's <laughs> I think what you'll find worse than that is it's in Los Angeles. What? The the concert that I'm going oh. to. That's gay. No, I just I feel like you would hate being surrounded by people. Yes. Clearly. Imagine being uh, It's one thing. I've really been doing some soul searching here lately on this problem I have being in lots large crowds. 
it's really just all you people. Like I could, I could be amongst my peers. If I know I'm around a bunch of hunters and stuff and I find that I'm much more okay with stuff when I'm outdoors, like an outdoor well, gathering is, of people, it's a like stadium. a contest. You can argue it's outdoors. It's, it's all you other people. You wouldn't want to be surrounded by 70,000 other Swifties. Oh my God. No, probably 70,000 more than likely teenage girls. Mm, Absolutely not. Let's take out like a sore thumb. Yeah, what a creeper you're going to look like. That's fine. <laughs> you should dress up as a woman so no one's suspicious. I would probably get really Bright good treatment red, in red LA. Lipstick. I would be like, he's so stunning and brave. <laughs> Let's get him on stage, everybody. You look like that. What's that? Are you, oh, I know, you know you're, it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> All the fucking memes and shit that went around about that podcast. What's that podcast called? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. I When I first seen now, like, that person's clearly playing a joke on them. No. No, I, I watch 2023. Uh, I don't remember I don't what those guys. It's two black guys who are brothers, twins. Uh, the They're uh, Hodge, Hodge twins. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did a video on her. God damn, that shit was funny. But I like until I seen that video they did, I just thought, oh, they're trolling. Like, there's no way this is a real person. The the worst part of this is I have to, which it luckily it works out perfectly at 30 days. So I will be breaking my fast. Oh, did Sean allow this? Yeah, he said as long as you get to 30 days, he doesn't care what I do. Uh, so I'm gonna you should break it. Bone brothing it up, and then I'm going to be eating a bunch of steak in LA. Actually, Korean barbecue. Don't cheat. Don't plan on it. If I don't, don't plan on it, that means you're already allowing yourself to let yourself down. You you think that, but if I was to cheat, I would die. Especially in the first few days you after breaking the fast. Cheat just enough to where it hurts you. Well, here's the other thing. There's a good chance we actually stay at the Disneyland Hotel. So go to Disney and then Taylor Swift. Honestly, if I died, I'd be a happy man. You say that, yet the things you said previous to that does not seem like anything a man would say. <laughs> the manliest. I can. Uh, I can admit what I like. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to coax my inner personality you for the just, outward approval of other men. You should just like manly things, manlier things. What's more manly than going uh, to a Taylor Swift concert, which is one of the the with a bunch of teenagers. The Taylor Swift isn't even attractive. You don't think there's you, you don't think there's gonna be a bunch of uh, middle aged single women? How would I know? I don't because the teenagers I'm basing probably can't everything afford the I know off T Swift, T Swizzle, who is the the hottest woman and the most successful oh, no, woman to have absolutely ever not. I mean, I have seen pictures of her on the interwebs. Yeah, pretty hot, right? No, yeah. no, so absolutely she, not. She got some meat on her bones now. I would I would assume that probably did her some good, but yeah, she still looks like no. Yeah, too, she, you're too good for her. No, I didn't say I was too good for anybody. Yeah, I'm still allowed to have thoughts and opinions. In ten that. out of ten. Actually, she's the only eleven out of ten. But, but. Especially, uh, especially during the performance of vigilante shit. That's gonna be great. She's a skinny. I'm gonna have a stroke and die. Right, ex-boyfriend Hank and Skank. You know what, T Swift? This she just got out of like a long term relationship. 
You know, instead of pointing the finger at others, maybe you should put a finger at yourself. She does. In the, 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 the right here. Uh, right she here. actually recognizes the outward perception of her being the man killer in her hit single Blank Space from the 1989 album. <laughs> so stupid. I wonder how many people we've lost by now. They're just like... Yeah, the outward, the outward voice who everybody hates, who just shit talks boomers all the day, is a Swifty. And you're having Number to listen one, to it right now. You're uploading late. Number two, the podcast you just uploaded. Talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know what the thumbnail should be Taylor Swift. This is a, we're doing a Taylor Swift podcast. This is the Taylor but, Swift you know what? edition of the TPH podcast. You know what? I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. Again, the biggest trick is uh, how do I sneak a, a camera in? Because you can only bring like point and shoots, and then they say like no professional cameras. So I'm going to like. What's professional by today's standards? Exactly. Uh, but I Point ran... and shoot? What is that? I got a really good point and shoot, the, the Sony RX100V7, uh, which is a pretty much the de facto. It's like a tiny little camera, but the, it'll do pretty good zoom. Uh, Define point and shoot. And then I'm going to try to stick, uh, sneak in my. I have a way of configuring the you know the Sony Alphas we shoot that I got my camera into Posty Fest and obviously the the Taylor Swift it's reputation. Where's fanny tour. pack? Uh, fanny packs are not allowed. They have really strict things on concerts. I would not want to go. Just, no, yeah. couldn't couldn't handle it. The merch line starts early in the morning. Couldn't handle it. Uh, it honestly, it is a lot. You know, I typically am really bad with concerts. Because uh, yeah, the whole like anxiety thing. <laughs> That I know that you get in crowds, I have that too. Um, I really couldn't handle this. It's giving me anxiety. Also, the last time I was at a concert was, I guess, Posty Fest, and I almost had to, almost had to get in a fight. So, almost had to get into a fight. Well, you know, when you're six foot four and you're around a bunch of short people, they kind of get like really uh, pushy when it comes to like not being able to see the stage. With the little guys picking on you, John. Yeah, little man syndrome. You got some Napoleons in the crowd. So anyway, if you want to go, uh, there's still some tickets available. Uh, I think right around us, you're looking at like three to four grand a ticket. So you are fucking retarded. I didn't. I, I didn't. Whoever bought it for you, it's fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> the cheapest ticket is three to four grand. If you want the front row. Oh. <laughs> you can also get the. Uh, you can get the one of the suites, maybe the VIP package. Comes with a little and box. Just watch TV and not the concert. Well, that's the thing. The concert, you know, this is uh, said to have been the best designed stage and concert presentation because every seat is a good seat. The way they have the stage laid out, and then there is obviously giant screens on the backside, so everybody gets a good view. <laughs> but I'm gonna have a better view. <laughs> Where did your father I, fail in life? My father did a great job. Let's bring him up. Oh my God. Can we talk about some guns now? I'm like, that's one thing that sucks is like, do I illegally carry a gun into California again? Cause I did you last just time. Don't go. Yeah. Cause there's crazy people there. There are, but it's in, I think the stadiums in Inglewood too. I don't know. Not great. About. Not a great area. Don't go. You know what? Cancel it. Watch it on TV. Well, that's it. I had no plans. Actually, the only I didn't think I would go this year because the tickets were too expensive. So I was kind of planning going to the Japanese one in February. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, no, I wasn't planning on going. I wasn't planning on doing anything, but life happens. <laughs> uh, so we fucked up, uh, and by we, I mean Wade completely. It had nothing yeah. to do with me. Yeah. We filmed a couple episodes of the podcast, went to uh, upload them, and there was this... Fwer, fwer, fwer. It was like a... <laughs> noise over all the audio yeah i did my best to try and clean up the audio uh it sounded like uh, mr roboto it sounded like other people's podcasts let's be honest yeah it and sounded like somebody who called in into a podcast yeah it sounded pretty bad and so we decided to not upload those Can it? which sucks well yeah we had one we had uh we had guests come down and we lost that entire podcast yeah that sucks because it was pretty good like no it was really good a lot of things got talked about a lot of funny shit a lot of, uh, a lot of shit the mounts I, you know i'm fine with redoing it you get stuff like that you can always once you redo it typically it's better like, yeah the more you can rehearse it and kind of square away your thoughts better off you are but the other one with uh sergeant arms sucks sucks that it like got lost but I always hate it because I feel like when we do the podcast, everything I'm thinking about that subject just like deletes from my mind afterwards. It depends. Like I said, like the equipment ones, no. The uh, ones with guests, yes. Which he he said he was like, "We'll come back out, make a day trip again." I'm like, "Oh, you told know. him, yeah, okay." Well, then broke the news. I was well, like, fuck, yeah. I wonder if we can if we can fit it in somehow before the the one thing we're gonna do that we can't talk about yet. Uh, is test our mobile podcast setup and go out there maybe test the setup see if it works so see how it works and then probably wouldn't hurt <laughs> to um, test the equipment beforehand well, yeah that's what's crazy is it everything sounded fine on our end um but you know stuff happens i suppose Fail. I, it's either a cord issue or the the thing i don't, I don't know. <laughs> fail Sucks to suck, I suppose. I sound like fucking Igor or whatever the... Igor, like even the title of the Creator album, one of the most... No, uh, no, defining no more music. That's enough. No, no. sorry. <laughs> Wade doesn't listen to music. I, every That's not true. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll get in a hip and happy mood and I'll listen to a few songs. It's like, typically speaking, once every three months, somewhere around there. Uh, if, if you're not listening to podcasts every second of your life, you're not learning, you're not educating yourself, you're not be becoming a better person. You would have listened to the very beginning of this podcast about T-Swizzle, <laughs> but that's not... Sorry, we had a distraction? <laughs> that's not today's topic. Are you, you going to call this a, a video takedown or are we just going to like reaction video because they're all the rage now? So we suck, so I can't project the video onto the screen. There you go with uh, this weak shit. We don't suck. Uh, we're going we're gonna to link it down below, but we're going to play the audio. There was a recent, uh, some of you might know, might know Backfire TV. He's a, I guess his, his primary focus is like long range shooting hunting, I, I guess. Well, he... Uh, originally got to start just like kind of like a rifle review channel. Yeah, yeah. But it was in the beginning. I actually watched it because I was I was curious about like someone who was very clearly not into this culture, probably didn't grow up in it, get into it. But there's always this like it, it came at it from it was an interesting perspective because it, it also like for our line of work it allows you this look into how others might be looking at product. 
And that's why I watched I watched that channel in the beginning. Now <laughs> nowadays. <sighs> well he's I mean, again, he's very good at what he does. He's very successful. He puts out I mean, he's at let's see, almost a million subscribers, which for a gun channel it's huge. Um he puts out a lot of videos and you know, it covers a lot of things people want to know about, but we obviously have our disagreements. I, uh, well, I mean, I think that just kind of shows you, like, <laughs> it's not always about quality content. Uh, sometimes it's about, like, repeatedly putting out content and, you know, knowing how to work, being smart. I mean, clearly he's, I'm not going to say he's, like, yeah, Clearly, he has a level of intelligence, and he does a good job at making videos. And clearly, he knows how to make fucking thumbnails. Clearly. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm going to stop with that. <laughs> but like I said, again, in the beginning, it was very interesting. Also, I'm curious to know what happened to the guy who used to be on his channel with him. Like, were they a team? And then, like, they kind of... I wonder if there's like some juicy backstory where they like had a falling out and you know, whole VH1 where's the bad now or whatever. But nowadays, uh, well, I mean, you see this, you see this a lot on Facebook uh, with certain people in a predator hunting community. Uh, you know, little bit of success, all of a sudden they're a goddamn, you know, specialist or whatever. And what I'm curious about, because I do think he's probably a pretty intelligent individual. I mean, it's clearly like he didn't grow up around this stuff. He He's basing a lot of his knowledge off of internet and, you know, stuff like that. And, he, you know, he, there probably is some knowledge that he picked up through osmosis, essentially, by testing multiple rifles and everything. But I'm curious, is it is it he's just ignorant to what he's saying? Or he's thinking about it the wrong way. Like you can tell, he's like very much in research, which is good. Uh, a lot of people won't even research; they'll just take other people's word. But I'm curious if it's that, or if it's like he's he's very intelligent troll. Because there are some truths to certain things he says, but other things I'm just like that's completely like wrong and factual. I don't. Anyways, he uh, he recently put out a video, which was last week. John. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, what's the title of it? Uh, the, the one MOA hoax, how they've confused shooters. So the description of the video is most hunters think a hunting rifle can generally shoot one, one MOA of accuracy. But in this video, I show how achieving that uh, tide of precision in a hunting rifle is actually harder than that. In a safe environment at a gun range, I challenge hunters to see if they can shoot one inch group on a target at a hundred yards. Now the premise of the video like it's it's kind of like a lot of things and a lot of clickbait. It's like half true, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. If you took most hunters, are they probably like one MOA shooters? Probably not. Let's I think I think there's a like there's a very, you know, you need, you really must go watch the video because there's there's a definitely a lot of things that are very notable about these shooters. Uh, but like you know, like you said, I think I think the title is very. 
very good. Like again, he's really good at putting out clickbait titles, just like Ron Spoomer. Ron Spoomer for a boomer, and I didn't mean to make that rhyme. Puts out the best clickbait titles because Ron Spoomer has figured out that calibers within the hunting community is like pistol red dots within the tactical pistol boy community. Like it's so goddamn like. But anyways, this guy is, you know, he puts out this video, one MOA hoax, how they've confused shooters. And then, you know, it, it starts out, he's drawing a sign, $50 if you can shoot one MOA. Now, I'm assuming he, they were shooting at 100 yards. And he probably says in the video, I just forgot. Uh, one MOA isn't technically an inch. It's technically 1.037, but I don't even remember. But most people call it one inch because that's just easier. Uh, I don't know. Just roll the video. <laughs> like I'm gonna sit here and say everything I want to say. <laughs> I'll take your fifty dollars. Come to Texas. That's what I'm gonna so say. You can make a sign saying fifty dollars if you can shoot a one MOA group. Two at the range, inviting anybody who wants to come out, bench prone, whatever, to try to shoot a five shot group under one MOA with a factory hunting rifle. And so far, nobody's been able to do it, even though we've had some very talented shooters come. Maybe 1.59, right in there. Okay, you you watch it? the shooters yeah. very closely. All of them. 5.34 inches. If that's at 100 yards. So uh, have they been all big <laughs> Vergara's so far? Oh, I wouldn't even pay attention. The rifle's also going to shooters. Oh, it's a little... That's a pretty custom rifle right there. Got a carbon barrel. Hunt twenty six stock in it. Yeah, yeah. That should be like. Oh well, two right here, and then others off the page. Not very good. It's no? definitely not MOA. Oh, your money is safe. Do it. One point five three. Pretty darn close. All right, my own son Ruger's taking this challenge. Automatically peak One point three three. Imagine if he had a good so teacher, how good of a shot he'd be. Just saying. Here because I surveyed you guys and I said, okay, pause it right here. So like the opening montage, uh, good for a video. Good. Like gets right to the point, like people shooting on the range and everything else. And you get to, you get to see the kind of, I guess if you slow down, you can see what each rifle was. Uh, you can kind of see them shooting it and them measuring groups and everything else. I'm curious if it was, uh, like when it shows them measuring the groups and all that kind of stuff, those were actual representation of the groups that person shot. If they're just like, this is the magic of editing. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, people need to be aware. Like, that, people do that kind of shit for, you know, views. Well, it's, all, it's also, it's not, a, it's not a science experiment. It's a YouTube video. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, so, you know, right off the bat, we're kind of seeing where we're going with this. Then That one guy was holding a, you know, uh, hand loads box like that you would typically find someone who loads their own ammo so like when i'm first watching the video i'm just like oh this guy's probably gonna shoot the one i'm waiting which they made it appear as if he definitely did not and then uh his own son named ruger shoots a group that's a little over an inch uh piss poor form sorry sorry kiddo uh if you had a good teacher that we can get that fixed up but anyways uh, well, I guess the question that's it's proposing right now is what do you consider normal accuracy for a factory hunting rifle? Yeah, so he gets in, we paused it right on the uh, the poll he posts, which I think that's a great poll because a lot of people's perception of like 
I would have figured that the 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 larger answer would have been much smaller groups. But if you if you kind of take a look at the crowd he really speaks to, and you look through his comments, it's mostly like people that aren't very familiar with shooting, and it seems as if it's a lot of new hunters. Like we're not dealing with a like a long range hunting community, you know, which it's it's mostly like newcomers and people who are just eating this shit up that he puts out. You know. <laughs> well, I guess I mean, but uh, you know, what do you what do you consider normal? Like what's your normal for me or for John Q public? Oh, just no, just like the like cuz right there's the cuz let's be honest, the ability to shoot groups is going to be a lot more influenced by the person pulling the trigger than it is the the gun itself. And I think that's going to be our thing that completely disagrees with whatever this video says. No, no, the video states something clearly different, John. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, the comments are even worse because it's like you can't shoot one of them away unless you hand load. And it's. We need to just completely. I don't know. If I went to the range, you may not get any one of my groups. <laughs> but let me maybe, just call some friends. Maybe we do this at Ally, you know? We should. We should. And just like do it for a week, 50 bucks if you can shoot a one MOA group. We should, because I guarantee most people probably can't. Now, if but, you wait until a varmint season, you uh, lose a lot of $50. That's what I going to say. I, I know some of the guys going in there, and them bitches are. You know, <laughs> Max one $150. <laughs> They're stacking like Cloverleaf groups all day long. Like, is it, okay, understand this. Like going to indoor range sucks, from my my opinion. But there are certain days out here in West Texas where you're just like, you know what, that indoor range sounds pretty good right now. Uh, when the wind's like 9 grillion miles an hour and there's dust blowing <clears> everywhere. <throat> or, and I can't always tell, when people ask me if I use the indoor gun range at LA, anytime I have to zero thermal, 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's so much easier to do it in an indoor gun range. Especially, and, you know, we have a 100-yard 100, 100 indoor gun range. We now have good benches and everything else. And thermal targets. <clears throat> It's so much easier to just hit the button and bring the target to you than walking back and forth and, and dealing with the bullshit you deal with shooting a thermal. Which, I mean, there are other easier ways to zero a thermal uh, if you kind of have access to your own range. I mean, but an indoor range where the carrier comes to you makes it very simple. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Uh, but, okay, factory rifle, factory ammo. Like, you know, generally, what are your expectations? One of my way. Yeah. If if I done my homework, because we're talking about factory ammo, we're not talking about like our yeah. type of ammo, just like horny or whatever. Yeah. At least good, one good, MOA. Good factory ammo. At least one MOA. It's it's not unreasonable whatsoever. That's why most of these manufacturers give you nowadays they're giving you less than a one MOA, a lot of them, but they give you at least a one MOA guarantee and they'll say factory match grade ammo. Meaning like not just some cheap FMJ bulk loaded bullshit, like some of the more better stuff. And you know, I say this and I'll say it a million times over. Horny probably makes the best factory. Yeah, Horny ELD, federal gold medal match, probably, you know, stuff like that. Now I mean, because I think, you know, if a rifle's not shooting, because so, so some of the comments say things like, Oh, uh, if you're shooting a factory rifle, factory ammo, you should expect two MOA at best. Maybe with an AR. Uh, and even then, like that's shitty ammo. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I would. I can prove this all day long. Now, if I just had to go grab a factory rifle, scope it out, 
and grab factory ammo, I would expect it to shoot at least one MOA because I'm smart enough to know I'm I'm grouping the ammo properly with the barrel twist that I grab. But it may be like your first box of ammo you put through there, especially the barrel. It's a factory, especially the cheaper the factory rifle. It's a factory barrel. It, your first several several rounds to up to like 200 rounds may be within that like over one MOA. But as the barrel gets smoothed out, because again, the cheaper the rifle, the rougher the barrel is typically going to be. Yeah. Typically speaking, they're going to shoot one MOA, and you're going to try some different ammo. Now, if you go, there's you can, you're allowed to break in the barrel, and you're allowed to test other ammo. Most factory rifles nowadays, if you and this is the biggest key to this entire thing, if you the shooter can do your job properly, most factory rifles shoot really well nowadays and. You might be wondering how we know. We have a ton of them. Well, that's continue to buy them. At what point would, at what size of group you're shooting would you go? Okay, there's something wrong here on a rifle. Like this, like where does it slide into unacceptable? Or like there's obviously over one MOA for myself. Now it also depends on round counts. Like okay, so those that don't know, Ally Munitions, uh, part of our testing procedure isn't going buying custom barrels and putting them in a barrel jig and all that stuff. Uh, our testing regimen is literally testing it through factory available rifles, which yeah, depends on my shooting ability. But when you shoot as many rounds, you're eventually going to get pretty good at it. So yeah, there's a variable of me, but I, I can hold a pretty small group on any, just about any rifle. But anyways, factory rifles, that's how we test our Rambo. So for each caliber, we're going to have, at one at, at at the same time, we're gonna have at least five to five plus rifles in that caliber. Factory rifles, factory available options. And what I also do is like once we get so many rounds to it, I'll get rid of it or I'll sell it off so I can buy a new one. Or anytime something new comes out that's you know new and hot on the market, I'll buy that. So we have the added benefit of seeing and shooting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. lots and lots of factory rifles and we're going to con- always continue to do this this is going to be our mode of testing because i can go in my load development room the boom room uh take one rifle custom rifle say uh you know bart line proof stainless whatever whatever your favorite barrel manufacturer is stainless uh hand lapped all that other shit i can develop the best load for that and it's just amazing but the minute you stick it in another rifle, it can just fall out the fucking window, which is why we de- we develop our ammo based off of multiple factory rifles as well as custom rifles. And you just find one that works in all of them, and I guarantee you, especially with the modern cartridges. Min- Minode. <laughs> it is possible. It just requires a shit ton of work. Well, here's the, here's the weird thing when... If you don't have the confidence in yourself as the shooter and know what you're capable of, it's easy to go blame the equipment. Exactly. So it reminds me, like, there's this famous uh, video that was going around, like, these last couple weeks on Instagram. And it's some sports ball player, and he's on the basketball court, and he's, like, dribbling. He, like, walks across the spot, and he, like, goes and he dribbles over it. And he's, like, it's not getting as much bounce. And it's, like, oh, it's the, the court's fucked up. And he's so confident in himself, and he's done it so much that he knows, like, Imagine just blaming, like, oh, the court's fucked up, but it actually was. There was, like, a low spot in it. <laughs> and it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you know with yourself as a shooter, like, I'm capable of this. And so if it's not doing that, because, you know, most shooters, 
let's be honest, they can't shoot that well, and then they'll get that one MOA group, and they're like, I'm a one MOA shooter, you know? Oh, actually, they're probably like, I'm a half MOA shooter. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> but, they post it on the internet, <laughs> they they do a, they shoot two rounds, Yeah. The, or the flyer's way out there, so they crop it, you know? Don't worry about that flyer. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, going back to answer your question, uh, when we buy factory rifles, it doesn't matter how cheap it is, and we have everything from cheap to gunworks, even more expensive custom builds. When I'm breaking in the barrel, which I typically say for all our rifles we buy for testing, I'm not even going to start testing our ammo in it until it's at least 100 rounds down the tube. But I know if I stick the right ammo in it, say I don't, I don't try to put too heavy a projectile or too light a projectile in there, if right out of the box it doesn't shoot for bolt gun, Bolt guns, one MOA, the correct definition of one MOA, just slightly over an inch. I'm usually looking for an inch. Uh, if it doesn't shoot at least that, I'm just like, this is probably not going to be a great rifle. And you know how long and how many rifles it's been since I've seen that? A long damn time. With the exception of some ARs. We'll get into that later on. Because like all the different barrels and all that bullshit. ARs, I give it... it I want to see at least two MOA because what I've seen through tons and tons of testing, one, an AR, especially like some of these ARs are not built to be shooting like a bench rest style shooting. So a lot of the times it's me and that's going to be mostly our point of this. It's you or the ammo, but bow guns. I have, again, most bow guns straight out of the box shoot freaking fantastic nowadays. If you have the right ammo, if you're a good shooter, I mean, Prime example, I mean, this is not a great example because it's more on the expensive side. The new Proof 7PRC. Uh, that was just literally the first one we could get for a test rifle for munitions. There still ain't a whole lot of stuff that's super available yet. I'm sure it's coming this winter. But anyways, right out of the box with factory hoardy, it throws clover leaves repeatedly. You know. Well, there's another side of that, right, is... When you're shooting, if you're shooting for a group specifically, you have to have the consciousness to like know, like oh if if like oh I pulled that shot oh my I did like you'll know before you even look at the target like oh I fucked that up yes but again if you're just like it seems like people are like artillery fire like oh I'm just gonna go shoot and maybe it'll be be <laughs> you know maybe it'll be tight I don't know but I mean but it's not, it's really not the right because it's all about cons- like. The rival's going to do what the rival's going to do. It's all about you. Like, how do you get the fuck out of the way? Uh, like, how do you not? I was thinking about it that way. Like, how do you not fuck this up? And trust me, there are shit that gets messed up. Like, there are some bad rifles that get out. I see it all the time. Now, a lot of times I'm, wonder, I'm wondering to myself, like, if it's an unknown person or anything, like, and I've never seen them post anymore, because I watch... I watch all the individual gun manufacturer groups that have any kind of popularity, like Begara has a big one, Christian, all that stuff. I watch them and watch for, like, when these people get the newest thing, how it's shooting and all that, what kind of ammo they're running and everything else. Because it's an important research for munitions, kind of see what's what's popular, what's happening, what are these individual rifles running and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, of all the rifles I've ever owned, I am back... A while back, when machining wasn't good, like, yeah, you kind of got some turds every once in a while. You kind of, ammo sucked also back then. 
You couldn't expect like tiny groups. Uh, but nowadays, like I, you know, Ruger Americans, Savage Axes, uh, Bagaras, Christians, like I got everything. I don't have a lot of Christians. I'm not a huge fan, but we've got Tikas and we got, I mean, just everything you think of, I've probably got one of it in our test rifle setup. It's been a long time since I've seen a rifle that does not shoot really well by because machining has come so far. Uh, we understand a lot more about this stuff now. Like people were expecting, and that's why a lot of these manufacturers are like one MOA guarantee with this ammo. And that's why I'm sure when people like this guy reach out to him, like what about your MOA guarantee? I can't shoot. Blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, they're probably like, okay, send it to us. And they probably test it. And they're like, Oh yeah, you just suck. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, let's, let's continue on with the video. So he's he's running a poll of like what people's perception of normal actually is, and surprisingly, I would have thought that it said smaller groups, like I said earlier. But I, I think it's been so driven into people's mind with all the long range content out there. You have to be at least a MOA shoot one MOA shooter to shoot long range. Thanks, Ryan Kleckner, for uh, coining that phrase out there for everyone. Uh, I think everybody just like I'm a one MOA shooter because I can, you know. Well, it's also a, it's a round number. It's a psychological thing. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a one point two five. I'm a one. I would have thought people would have said smaller, and I, I guarantee it depends on where you ask this question. Well, there's also the thing people think factory hunting rifle. They're probably thinking pencil barrel, and people think that uh, you can't, you know, right achieve it. real accuracy with a pencil barrel, which yeah. is bullshit. It just depends on how the barrel's made. Yeah, but but. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You like three commenters who hate me, boomers. <laughs> you consider normal accuracy for a hunting rifle, and 74% of you said one MOA. I might have thought the can same you pull thing, your screen a little bit so I can see. As I've tested yeah. a lot of hunting Slightly. rifles, I found that Perfect. most of them are capable of doing that every once in a while, but it's rare to find one that can consistently shoot <laughs> one MOA. Well, so that's that's also a weird thing to say though, because like. Right, like if you look at like the the Brian Litz stuff, like the statistical relevancy of multiple groups, he's basically saying you'll get lucky every once in a while, but to consistently do it. But then you add in the other thing to consistently do it. Are these people taking rifles and then just putting an insane amount of rounds down the barrel and heating it up? And of course, you're gonna have some shifts. I'm there. fifty rounds into this, and I don't have what I. <laughs> I'm gonna call it right now, and I called it when it happened. This guy watched that horny podcast. It's going to come up later on. Just you wait and see. Why is there that dissonance between our expectations and reality? I think it's because of the one MOA accuracy guarantees. And in this video, I want to show you why it's basically just a hoax. Let's jump to the computer great tea. and see why. Let's look in the fine print of a lot They're of white. these warranties. Now, I really don't want to throw any shade at any company. <laughs> but I'm going to. I to. point of what you should expect as the consumer. I don't want to throw any shade, but I'm definitely going to. Us all to believe that an average factory hunting rifle today is shooting one M away. And I think as we look into it, you'll agree Pause. that that's actually not. We have, how long in the video were we? Two minutes. Two minutes? Yeah. Jesus. We're a sixth of the way through that. But still. 17%. Two minutes into the video, we have yet to mention the ammo or the shooter. Continue. True at all. Here's our first example. So you have a gun. Let's say you're not happy with the accuracy of that gun. 
You said you it suck. Is, but fine print says. Let's say you have a golf club and you're not happy with the, the you know, like. Blame the golf club. Man, not I, the golf ball, your game. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, if let's be honest. This game is able to successfully achieve <laughs> the three-shot accuracy grouping. That's fucking. You will be char- hell yeah. That's a isn't, good policy. Isn't he a lawyer? I thought he was lawyer. All these YouTube guys are lawyers. Or yeah, real I don't estate. know what the. What the what, do, this is what they're doing instead of taking care of you, <laughs> and they're yeah. billing you for this. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a pretty good policy. The policy is. If you send your rifle in and it fails to achieve, oh no, it does achieve a three-shot uh, accuracy grouping at 100 yards, they're going to charge you $200 labor plus ammo, and you're responsible for shipping. AKA, we've had so many people send in rifles who can't shoot worth the shit that waste our time. Uh, we're going to charge you for it. I, I'm fine with that policy. 100%. That should that should that should be what everyone does because guess what. And fierce, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen, even seen a fierce long time. I was gonna say I used to see him all the time, but I haven't seen one in a while. Uh, yeah, nowadays that should be every firearm manufacturer's policy. Because I guarantee, you, especially a lot of these big guys, cause on the on the scale of things, fierce is probably a lot smaller than say like Savage or someone like that. Yeah, you know the big guys, they probably just like blast it, I'm doing. You know, yeah, uh, we'll get to that later, but. Someone like Fierce or some of these smaller guys, uh, it's, it's probably a big deal for them, and it's mostly due. To yeah, you year. have one guy who has to go over there and test an AM rifle and do or it. or someone who uh, couldn't mount a scope properly and is blaming the rifle. Yeah. Yeah, but it, oh, I I knew a guy who worked in the Sig uh, Sig Optics division. He said you would not believe the shit we see coming in for warranty repair. Yeah. He's just like. Like nobody knows how to do anything. Two hundred. It's like, like how many cracked scope tubes and stuff. Like people, are like, oh, I just, I got it as tight as I could. You listen to the the, 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 the vortex guys. They harp, harp, harp on properly installing your scope. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, I've literally uh, again combing through groups all the time. There's, there's always, there's always somebody who works for optics manufacturer or claims to. And anytime this comes up, there's like, you know who actually works for the optics manufacturer by them going, well, most of the time it's people improperly installing the optics. <laughs> Imagine, uh, yeah, and then like people putting their uh, optics on their handguards. I've seen that one. <laughs> Shout out. You know Shout who you out. Are. You know who you are. Oh, plus, you'll be responsible for the shipping fee when the rifle is returned. Wow. So you're going to get fined big time if you're wrong about the accuracy. But again, the only standard that they've actually told us here is able to achieve the three-shot group, the meaning singular, right? And so if one time you happen to get those bullets blamed together, which statistically, if you shoot enough groups, they will. What are they? Are you supposed to send your rifle into somebody and they're supposed to like shoot like, oh, we we pattern, we're going to, we burn your, I was going to say, we burned your barrel out on your seven PRC. Uh I say with I watch the horny podcast. You get a big fine. Well, what a warranty here. For example, I saw this from Springfield this week on their Springfield Life channel. Again, great channel, and they're talking about the Springfield 2020 waypoint, a gun that I really like. 
But let's see what they mm. said about their 0.75 MOA guarantee. Mm. And if That's this 0.25 more it, than one. It's less. Subsequent groups were all around one MOA or less. But even at my worst, this rifle is shooting one MOA or better, and that's perfect. You're an awful shooter. You need to break the rifle in. And try other ammo. So listen carefully to what they said. One single group of three shots happened to land under .75 MOA, so they say past the standard. But all of the subsequent groups what should the were standard around be? an inch. And so most consumers wouldn't be happy with that. Notice their, their specific wording. For a three-shot group at 100 yards with quality-match-grade factory ammunition, you ready? In the hands of a skilled shooter. <laughs> Boom. Love Springfield waypoints. Everyone get off of them. Yeah, they're even better now, in my mind. They thought they could achieve .75, but statistically, it probably wouldn't do that uh, on average. Uh, pause. At least Watch the Morty podcast. Oh, actually, uh, statistics? God damn I love Hornady. I love their podcast, but when they put out that, or your groups, it, it, it melted everybody's brains. Jesus Christ Almighty. I mean, now those people are just like, <gasps> I got to shoot all these groups and just. <laughs> Again, I burned my barrel out. Now, that said, that's an interesting point. If he. <laughs> Does he want them to shoot his rifle 50 times and take an average of, you know, 53 shot groups or, I mean, whatever it is, 23 shot groups or whatever. Uh, I, I know I, me personally, if they could just go ahead and break some bitch in, I'd be all about it. <laughs> <laughs> just save me some time. Now, majority of the cheap asses out there, if they like, they got their rifle in it. Cause I, again, I watched all the groups very hawkishly. Like I'm just always looking to see what people are talking about and everything else. Y you know, most manufacturers, if not all of them, and if there is some that don't do it, I'm unaware. If they didn't clean that goddamn rifle out after they did like the test firing and shit. Oh yeah. Oh my God. This son of a bitch has been shot. <laughs> Yeah. It's like they're all supposed to be shot. It's called, and they also, oh my God, if they see the, you know how they do proof cartridges? Yeah. yeah. Like that's the extreme high pressure one to proof the action in the barrel. Make sure your shit's not going to fail on you. Like make sure there was no issues. I'd rather it blow up in their face than mine. Exactly. And they'll see like the red print hoardy case on their uh, bolt face. They're just like, what is happening here? Someone shot my rifle. Must have been at the gun store. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Especially with a transfer, those people are always like, "Oh, they're like, you know how many guns we touch today? We don't. I don't care about your your <laughs> shitty cascade. Get out of here." Anyway, uh, continuing. Uh, example that they gave us. Another reason that I might even break out the word hoax here is there are Clickbait. some major exclusions in some of these that most hunters probably aren't aware of. For example. This warranty says they ignore the cold bore shot when testing accuracy. So what that means it's is they know. when you shoot a rifle Most the first time suck. of the day, it's cold, it's just room temperature, whatever you Stop shoot it. it. That first shot is Stop difficult it. to shoot accurately. Cold shooter, pause. The subsequent... <laughs> when the basketball player goes on the basketball court and shoots their first goal, they're typically... It'll be off. There is... I have seen it, and I call that a faulty rifle. There is certain circumstances 
where a rifle just don't act right. And you guess what? I've there's been two ever, and I got rid of the barrels. Ninety. I'm gonna say ninety nine percent of the time. No, I'm gonna put it last. I'm gonna say seventy five percent of the time it's cold shooter. The other percent of the time it's uh, shitty ammo. Moving on. It's not the rifle's fault. You suck. And if if it takes a real uh, seasoned shooter and testing all of your equipment, I've seen optics improperly mounted cause some sort of situation where it looks like there's an off cold bore shot. Uh, ammo is a is definitely a determining factor in that. Less less of a percentage as the shooter, but nine times out of ten, it's a shooter. And I've proven this point at multiple ranges. And guess what? If you're sitting here thinking, oh, he's just full of shit, next time you go to the range, which you probably should more often if you think I'm full of shit, <laughs> before you start shooting your rifle, sit down behind it, just like as you would, like if you're going to shoot a target from bench, prone, whatever. Before you even drop the ammo in, do you some dry fire practice. Get all your kinks worked out. Then drop your magazine in or load your ammo. And see what happens and get back to me. Uh, anyways. Shots, you know, you shoot one shot five, ten seconds later, the gun's warmed up and they're much the more likely to up. group together. But there's usually a shift between the cold bore shot and the group afterward. They ignore the cold bore shot. Now that's <laughs> big information for hunters, right? Because we care so much about that first shot on the deer. And so we might say, oh, my any gun's shots capable on a of one MOA, <laughs> except not the cold bore shot. And that's the one you actually What about grenades? About. Or you look at this warranty, and this one says that they exclude some of the cartridges from their accuracy guarantee. Why would it be that certain rifle manufacturers would exclude certain cartridges from the guarantee of one MOA? I wonder if there's like some kind of differentiating factor between like cartridge design that would lead one to be more inherently accurate than the other. I mean, that's just a wild shot in the dark, but I wonder if that has something to do with it. You mean tell me I can't shoot no one elbow grape with my Remington core lock? <laughs> Fusion? Yeah. My seven millimeter Remington. You mean to tell me this one MLA guarantee doesn't cover my Remington core lock? You mean, oh, it's It'd be funny if they actually called them out like Remington core lock. We guarantee a four MOA girl. Well, the thing is, they 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 guarantee a half MOA, but on select larger calibers or only sub MOA. So it's like my belted magnum. You yeah. Know? They're only guaranteeing some of these cartridges at a smaller grouping. You look into some of the others. I couldn't find any details of what the accuracy guarantee actually is. They say match ammunition. But they don't say if it's a three-shot group, five-shot group. Is it the average of the group? Well, I only accept twenty-shot one groups. time. I'm editing this video and I what just happened? Sure that I'm being fair he panned his audio. Oh, I was like, what happened? To offer a guarantee and then creep me out. A, a little bit cross-eyed. Fine. I would shit talk his audio, but my track record what sucks. I, do is I have oh. a giant Excel sheet, and when I shoot groups, testing dozens of different hunting rifles. I write every group down with different ammo over the course of a couple years. Pause. And so I did something interesting for this. If you are not a one MOA shooter, you shouldn't be testing rifles for one MOA groups. If you're like, again, okay, this is where averages and groups and everything else mean something to me. Uh, this is what the video should have been about. This should have been clickbait title and then quickly went into the factual facts. 
If you claim to be a 1MOA shooter, you should be able to shoot 1MOA groups repeatedly if you know the rifle, the ammo, everything's done properly. If it also, like, if, if you claim to be a 1MOA shooter and you're shooting certain positions for a hunt, if you can't shoot 1MOA in all those positions, you're not a 1MOA shooter. That's just my opinion. You know, you can take that for what's worth. Because most people, here's the biggest problem. We still haven't said nothing about it. He has still hasn't said nothing about the video, but a shooter of the ammo. Most people aren't 108 shooters. Most rifles are 108 rifles. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Video, I just went in that Excel sheet. I went, selected all those cells from all those groups, and I just did the average. The average five-shot group, all ammo, all rifles that I've ever tested, the average five-shot group is 1.82 inches. That's really Backfire, normal for you're a two shooter. So when I did that survey <laughs> on Backfire the other day, and I asked, you know, what's normal accuracy for a hunting rifle? Real, really, the big average that I've seen is 1.82 inches. And keep in mind that that's a best-case scenario. Because I'm testing with match grade ammunition. I have all kinds of different options for sandbags, bipods, bald eagle rest, everything to make sure everything is super stable. I shoot thousands of shots a year. Easy. And Easy. <laughs> no, you don't. If you, I'm just going to call him out. I don't give a shit. If he's shooting thousands of shots a year, then we haven't really learned much, and you're probably not ever going to be better than a one MOA shooter. If you this almost comes down to like the psychological mentality. If you, you know, if 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 we're shifting this, we're accepting the premise, and we're saying, oh, rifles aren't one MOA rifles. You're essentially giving yourself like an excuse to not strive. <laughs> no, for... I just figured out the brilliance of this fucking video. Oh my god, it just came to me. This guy's way smarter than what I realized. One clickbait ass title. Oh, 100%. And the, the main point of this entire video is cope. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. like, it's not you. Cope it's game. not the info. <laughs> it's the fucking rifle. You know, you know, He's I, a genius. I have a question for Backfire. We're saying hoax and we're talking about they. Who are you talking about, Backfire? Anyway, continue. <laughs> and I'm only going out on the best days where the conditions are best to do my testing. And still, 1.82 inches is the average group size that i'm seeing you know what i'm with him 1.82 is average that's more than enough uh it's it's not short it's plenty okay it's not that's you know it's probably average it's average you know it's just accepted this guy there's levels to this video i just figured this, this guy's brilliant so for hunters this is where the rubber really meets the, the road. The hunters has nothing to do with it. you buy a new factory <laughs> rifle. It says sub-MOA guarantee. You shoot, and some of your groups get under there, and you say, got it. But you didn't really pay attention to the average. You think we can shoot a I watched the horn I was say horn at 100 podcast. yards. And so when you see that enormous <laughs> buck stand out at 800 yards, you say, well, I can shoot one inch at 100 yards, so that would be eight inches at 800 yards. That's great. That's smaller than the vitals. I'm taking the shot. But what you maybe didn't realize is that wasn't the average. On average, maybe it's more like one. I watched the Horty inches. podcast. And so we're near two MOA. That 
8-inch group is actually a 16-inch group of just the dispersion, just the variability that your gun and ammo could produce. Suddenly, that's a very unethical <laughs> He said ammo, shot. finally. And we haven't even considered uh -huh. the fact that none of us are perfect shooters. We're going to be Oh, he finally got to the core of the problem. Speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> Perfect and everything. He he couldn't resist the urge anymore to say the so real. So for a issue. Formula One driver, do they take an average of all their laps, or do they, you know, get the best one? Like if I if I run a sub eight minute mile, am I a sub eight minute mile runner, or do I have to average everything? Average all the things. I watch the horny podcast. Yeah, that's what he meant to say. <laughs> None of us are perfect at calling the wind. We're going to be off a little bit there. And that's how you see a hunter that completely misses the entire elk on a shot like that. I think he's. Say, how did it happen? Is he just like cope. Have a gun? running interference well, for horrible shooters? Yes. Maybe it wasn't cope. a one MOA gun to start with, and we have a lot of other factors. He's a real champion so that's why of I people. Feel so passionate. Well, actually, it wasn't me that missed the shot. It was the rifle. And if you oh. have a disagreement, oh. look at the eight hundred. <laughs> he has eight hundred thousand subscribers, so he's definitely right. Uh, I'm just gonna say right now, from here on out, if I ever miss another predator, which I'm sure to do, and so is everyone else, because it happens every season. It was definitely the rifle. Go watch backfire. About this, but there's some cool information that I saw on the Hornady podcast the other day. Ah! Ah! Oh! This is more like we should have like shit playing, like confetti you, falling. See, wait, you didn't watch the whole video. I never got this far. I, yeah. I never got this far. I never did either. We know. We know. We know you watched the Hornady podcast. <laughs> I'm not like him, am I? So shooting three-shot groups, because that's common, right? Yeah. What we're saying, the three-shot group is going to vary by 60 to 70%. They, they the mind-fucked everybody. So what that would mean. I love it. A, like, <laughs> we shot a whole bunch of three-shot groups. Let's say we shot ten of them. It takes a certain person to actually understand, like, to appreciate it. Statistical analysis. Be a point three inch group. Your hunting rifle shot a quarter minute group. What do you mean? It takes a. Wait, is this on his podcast? Same rifle. Same exact. No, he, this is his video. I it's definitely don't want to give the impression that it's impossible to find a sub MOA hunting rifle. That's not the case at all. There are a lot of them, in fact. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go further than you. This is a conspiracy. You know, he's My in the business rifle. of promoting big rifle amount. brands, and so, you know, giving him validity in his videos whenever he tries to tell you something, which you know. Yeah. Again, we're sponsored by ourselves. We're really, I'm not. We're not trying to sell you shit. Like, like if you support us, obviously you support us. But we're not gonna conspiracy shit about it. This is, this is uh most most rifles are better than the shooters that own them, and this is true in almost every case. Big facts. And yeah, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like a elitist thing to be like, oh no, you need a fucking custom like you get a custom rifle because you want like very certain things done not because it's like oh that's the only way you can get a whatever moa right not that's not a thing anymore again you've seen we've talked about this in the podcast earlier episodes like uh some very expensive rifles that do not shoot well and you've seen some very cheap rifles that would outshoot them every day of the week just despite probably like a 10x mm -hmm. no no more than 10x 20x uh, mm -hmm. price price difference there so Bad manufacturing or f mess ups in the manufacturing line. One shit's gonna happen. It ha you know, it's gonna happen. You're gonna get a dud every once in a while from any manufacturer. 
overwhelming majority of the time, the rifles are pretty damn good nowadays. Uh, if we're going to talk about statistics, st- statistics, I would assume that statistically, statist- statistically speaking, the amount of good rifles outweigh the bad rifles that slip out so much so that it's probably negligible the amount of shitty rifles. So if we're really going to look at it from a statistic, I can't even say the damn word. Statistic. We're going to look at it from that standpoint. All rifles are at least one of my rifles. Well, it's it's kind of the thing, though. It's like it's either or. Like you you either have a bad rifle and typically what's that? There's a machining defect. There's a burr. Yeah. The crown's fucked up. You know, something about the chamber's fucked up. Or you're going to have a rifle. And you mentioned this slightly earlier. You might have to. Find the ammo that shoots the best from it. If you're going to be using <sighs> now, he accidentally mentioned the shooter and ammo just then. But don't worry, folks. It's the rifle's fault. It's all a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> They're putting chemicals in the rifles to turn the fucking frogs gay. Ah. A few in the gun vault. We're going to break out one of those and give this challenge a whirl at the end of this video. He watches sports. Because what a loser. not only is it possible to have a sub-MOA hunting rifle, they're also half-minute hunting rifles. They're rare. They're hard to find. They're but not that rare. it does happen that five-shot groups, on average, that oh, a gun God. can shoot. I watched the horny podcast. Isn't it weird, though, to like average out really all the calibers together, too, though? Rifles. I don't know that I've ever seen a hunting rifle. How many 308s were in that rifle. spreadsheet? <laughs> but I hear people all the time constantly say, my rifle's sub-MOA all day he long. He reads people posting on the internet all the time. I don't know that I've seen that either. I don't know that I've <laughs> ever seen a rifle that, if we were to shoot five-shot groups and you really just gave me a whole day... I should send him a rifle. Best, you're telling me I can't print a, but before, a over an inch? I don't know about... <sighs> I wonder if you'd accept it. No, no. What you have to do is you have to... He said how many five-shot groups? It doesn't matter. If Uh, we did 10 five-shot groups over the course of a day with a rifle, with a target, posted a video, then said, here's the rifle, see if you can do it. I think what we're really learning about this video is he is not a one MOA shooter. (laughs) I have rifles. I would send him a factory rifle, factory bagars that'll do it. Like, am I just, is this a conspiracy? Do the rifle manufacturers just make sure I get all the good rifles? Wait, no, I think we're missing out on something. <laughs> There's a common denominator here. Maybe you're just that great. <laughs> I mean, is, probably. This video is all just talking about how great Wade is. <laughs> this is what he always wanted. <laughs> we took his hoax, turned it into my hoax. Yeah. Oh, you're not as good as me? Oh, sorry. Cope. No. That's not true. Our customers send us groups consistently with their tiny groups. It's anywhere from customs all the way down to factory rifles. You know, I would change one word in this, and I would actually completely agree with everything he says. Horny podcast. He said, if he said, like, deer hunters can't shoot one of them away. Because I think that's the biggest that's difference. If you were to add, like, varmint hunters. Oh, you're going to lose that one. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Like, how many people could you line up that would? Not even... F- You'd go broke trying to pay them. Again, I think we should really do this at Ally. I think we shouldn't. We can't afford to. You would go. They would watch this video. <laughs> they'd be watching for it. And then they'd show up. Because, like, usually they don't start showing up to, like, close to pharmacy and stuff like yeah. that. But if we just, like, slipped out there and, like, we'll pay you $50, you should win with a group. They'd line up. So I expect like, them to. Maybe $20. Can I compete in this contest? 
I'll go get a rifle off the shelf and a scope and put it all together and just choose ammo. Oh my off god, shelf. that would be the video to do. Is you know like, what if it doesn't though? <laughs> then we just uh, delete it and put, put <laughs> just never it. speak of it again. Yeah. Like, this is our appointment. We're now video. part of the hoax. <laughs> Not either. Every gun has some variability to that dispersion, and I don't know that any hunting rifle. He's using dispersion now. All day long. I watch the horny podcast. You're never going to go over an inch if you're doing your job. I don't know about that either. For backfire, and really, you got to do something industry wide. I mean, really, it's like if you were shopping. For- uh, I watched another uh, industry podcast and realized that if I do a call to action to make change, I can somehow you know get more clicks on my video. That's what that is. It's like, oh, we, can you, get, we as a community need to get together and make a change. Can you uh, can you do that right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like that policy, though. Send your rifle in, and if you're a fucking idiot, like we're gonna, you're going to pay me. That's great. <laughs> that sounds like a smart idea to me. A car, and everybody lists the miles per gallon that your car is going to get, but every car company had a different definition of what one mile is. It wouldn't mean anything, right? And so when we get one... Except it, that doesn't make any sense because it's a mile. It's I don't know what's going with measurement. I watch only podcasts. Although, if you ever looked up online, there's websites for how much, like, like crowdsourced data, how far after empty after empty tank your car will go. You're all You're a people. complete degenerate like myself. <laughs> I pulled in the other day one mile till empty. Actually, I pulled in my driveway. It was one mile to empty. I said, holy fuck, I need to go to a gas station. So I drove to a gas station. It just says if we can achieve a single three-shot group, that's the accuracy. Based. Of the average of five-shot <laughs> groups, the, the three-shot, whatever, they're all different. Ignore the cold bore. They're all different. And so it's meaningless when somebody says, I can shoot one MOA all day long because there's really no barometer. <laughs> that's the title of your video. I can shoot one MOA all day long. Okay. So these are the three standards that I'm looking at for backfire. Is okay, pause. The reason- yeah, pause. These are the backfire accuracy standards. Average of five three-shot groups. Wait. <laughs> yes, three times five is 15. That's, that, that is correct. And two times seven is 14. Who the fuck's shooting a seven-shot group? But no, no, he's talking about hunters. I don't know. He's talking about fucking hunters here. Why are you shooting a seven-shot group? I don't Maybe that's all the rounds your magazine holds. That's again. That's how many rounds the average deer hunter needs to hit a deer if they're not, you know, at a hundred yards. What the fuck? Here's an interesting test I did on some rifles that y'all be seeing very soon. I found it interesting. Like it kind of throws out the cold war bullshit as it pertains to being the rifle. Like could, again, there's a small percentage it could be the ammo's fault, but here's a test I did with a again. See, I'll be seeing some rifles very soon for five days straight. Actually, I think I did it longer than that. It might have been like ten days straight. I don't. I don't remember now. I have to go back and look for the notes. I would go out into the boom room at different times of the day, different temperatures, all that stuff, and fire one round. And at the end of the week, or however long I did it, again, I don't think, I don't remember if it was five, seven, or ten, whatever it was. Whatever the magazine I had in the gun at the time, that's what it was. Because I left the ammo in the mag and would just go in there, bake the shot. 
put the gun back down. And at the end of the week, the group looked the exact same as the groups they would shoot if I just sat down and shot the groups. To me, that just like throws out the whole cold bore and all that bullshit. That just means it's 100% the shooter's fault 90% of the time. None of that. (laughs) That makes no sense. This just all reminds me of one of my favorite things I've ever read on the internet, and it was... uh, Or no, was this internet? I think it was me and you talking. It was like uh, deer hunters only buy one box of ammo the year. It's, uh, you know... 19 rounds to get the gun sighted in yeah. and one shot on the animal. <laughs> I always hey, it's that. because the rifles are a hoax, John. Yeah. It's a conspiracy. I watched the Horny Podcast. It's a globalist conspiracy. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> it's big rifles. Big, big, big rifles are coming to take your guns. It's a, it's a ploy by China to make your rifles inaccurate so when they invade. Listen. <laughs> it's not you. It's not your fault. It's the Bilderberg Group. It's goddamn Savage, Ruger. It's all their They're fault. all in on it. The next time you miss an animal, I want you to rewind back to this point in this podcast and just look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Look real close. Think about it. Minute of accuracy. Why are we talking about minutes? We're talking about measurements. It's not your fault. It's the rifle. <laughs> that I'm picking those as the accuracy standard for backfire is... It's enough shots that I think we can get a decent picture that's statistically significant about how that gun is shooting. However, it'd be great if we did a hundred shot group, right? More data. I watch the Honey Podcast. Except the gun heats up. It's going to get dirty in that time. Shooter fatigue. Shooting a hundred shots is hard to be accurate. Oh, oh, careful. The ammo cost would be insane. I would argue most shooters are probably (laughs) a noticeable degree of, like, fatigue because it's not like your muscles are tired but like after a few sh- like think about i see about the average person shooting a hunting rifle which is typically way too big of a cartridge and like watching them shoot and like they're like because people like sh- like they'll stress their bodies and they're like holding all that tension in and like what do you mean a hundred shots of fatigue i think the average person like five shots in is like from their first shot like significantly worse off but whatever that's just my own personal opinion <laughs> And so at some point, we've got to draw a line. Between it's not statistically data, relevant. There's not enough of data. Of testing this. And I'm going to say that's around 15, around 15 shots to test most loads. Now, would we be able to test tiny, tiny variations in that? No. But we could test generally, get an idea of what category of accuracy this gun fits in. So please vote in the comments. I kinda, I'm just going to kind of go with what the majority says. And I'm just going to go with that for the future of the channel. That's all right. Yeah, that's actually a great way to conduct anything. You just go with what the majority says. That's why, you know, democracy is so good. Uh, You know, (laughs) Aristotle wrote a lot about that. Um, Yeah, let's just do what the main public thinks we should do. That would really help. Sheep. Sheeple. This is the one MOA hoax hoax. I watch the horny podcast. Run out to the range and give this thing a whirl. See how we do. Guns cold. Have not shot it today. Shooter's Wait, cold. I just realized this is 11 minutes of not shooting and one minute of shooting. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, I got my witnesses here. They wouldn't lie. What kind of bipod is that? Is that a Harris? Is it tall enough? <laughs> Show yourself shooting, please. It's really hard you know to what? diagnose just issues do a with full the, uh, video of me diagnosing shooters, not their groups, not their yeah. rifles, them. Well, yeah, it's like how how am I supposed to tell 
if he just pulled the fuck out of that. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, guy. It's the raffle's fault. <laughs> Clearly. He owns suppressors. Why is he not running a suppressor? Maybe he doesn't own the suppressors. I don't know. We're doing okay so far. No, you're not. That's an awful group. You suck. Sorry. What oh, the fuck? It's gonna be close. I'm trying to, it's I don't know what size close. that is. I don't think it's quite an it. Well, that one, one's gonna kick one his little one of away out of there. Four, seven, and we might need all four seven. That's Zero what she said. Suckers out. <laughs> I can't on, see it because of the TV. I mean, we he's probably. Calm down, barely, fella. Barely under. That's I think it's. Is that where it ended? Like, oh, no sorry. final thoughts? There we go. This is who you want to listen to if you listen to guys on the internet. What a great job. Look at that. Night Force shirt. Yeah. Chill. Hell yeah, Lucas. <laughs> I want to just, I want to have Lucas on speed down. Uh, Lucas, what do you think about this video? He'd probably be like, yeah, no, it's the shooters and the ammo. Um, yeah. What a, what a clickbaity. <laughs> I feel jipped. I, I feel lied to. Why is it? It seems like a lot of these YouTubers are gonna start ending their videos like that now. Did you do that, John? Did you start this trend? Yeah, because I do that. Everybody used to have like the outro, and sometimes they're like, I'm just gonna end it this way. So, I think what we learned here, if anything, that it's not your fault. As it's a uh, the global uh, conspiracy. It is the elitist. Raffle manufacturers. It's not because it's you not don't your fault. practice enough. You're plenty good. You, yeah, you shoot plenty. L look at yourself in the mirror. I'm yeah. good enough. <laughs> and God damn it, people like me. <laughs> the reality of the situation is, like, I don't know if this guy is just, like, so intelligent. He's, like, really doubting what the hell his, his customers want to hear. I think that is. You think that's it? Like that'd be the ultimate trolling, but I, also I, I assume bullshit. it's a lot like our shit, like where like video day, like video ideas like spur from a conver like conversation or like he posted some, he saw somebody post something online and was like, "It's impossible! I have eight hundred thousand subscribers. You can't possibly be a better shooter than me." Uh, <laughs> and so he did about like twelve minutes of cope. Or oh, I never thought about that. Like that's his his wife. <laughs> See, it's not me. It's oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. We don't have enough. Uh, we don't have enough data to prove that I'm not a one MOA shooter. <laughs> it's the rifle. Because somehow, if you average all the rifles I shot, they're less than one MOA. So it's I not never me. thought about that. Yeah, like this is just one big coping mechanism for him. Or he's so damn smart that he wanted his. His customer base, because essentially that's what they are. He's trying yeah. to sell himself. He wanted them to be okay with being subpar shooters. I don't know. I really feel he can't like really believe this. I feel like he would have actually it would have done better had he typed like Hunter in the title. I think he actually would have done better if it was an actual oh my god correct factual video. I'm assuming he just posted breaking 15 minutes ago. Because that's all bullshit. There's a new Creedmoor cartridge. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that in this video. No, I just... I, I'm imagining you hate watching this video. Probably. <laughs> so this is Wade's hate-watching channel. Whenever he's feeling bad about himself, he goes... Because he'll, he'll just text and be like... I cannot <laughs> stand misinformation. And this guy's full of it. And I don't know if it's on purpose or if he actually believes the stupid shit he's saying. 
I well, I think you I, know I, again because I'm gonna I'm gonna advocate him because obviously he's very successful. He does a really good job at what he does because it's not you know it's not like it's crazy production value or anything else. He, right. Like he has engaging content and he touches a lot of really cool spots. Yes. But you know. His opinions just happen to be worse than our opinions. And, you know. No, no, no. no. Let me stop you there. His opinions just happen to be wrong most of the time. Yeah, because they're not ours. No, 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 no. Factually incorrect. Well, it's it's that old. (laughs) I think a lot of it's still that old mentality. Uh, It's not your fault. But, like, what's weird about that is, like, right? Like, it's like, oh, I watched this. And, you know, I'm going to. Because, again, when you like statistical analysis and, like, oh, we need a pro sample size. And it's like, okay, what are we talking about here? We're not, like. We're talking about going out and shooting something long range, not running a goddamn science experiment. No, he wasn't even talking long range. He was talking 100 yards. Well, he said, uh, I'm talking <clears> specifically <throat> the part, he says, oh, I'm a, I'm a one away shooter at 100 yards, so at 800 yards, I'm going to be an shooter. And so it's like. That's also in a vacuum. Well, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, <laughs> what I said at the beginning of the video, it's like, well, this is like true-ish, but like it's more semantical than that. And false. Much like the. Hornady podcast, like quoting statistics at people, like most people are going to, they just, they can't grasp it. What are you saying to me right now? Yeah. Practice more. Don't go buy a new gun. Oh, you buy a new gun. No, never buy a new gun. They're all awful. Don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah, they're all lying to you. It's, there's, it's a big rifle out to get. There's there's somehow all in on it because like you know I know it would be like really advantageous in the you know a free market for them to I don't know like one of the people just to make a more accurate rifle and so there's no reason they don't do that. So it's obviously they're all just you know conspiring. Consp- Wait, what if big ammo's involved? Oh, big big ammo. Big ammo's involved. And they're paying the rifle companies to make worse shooting rifles, so they have to buy more ammo. No, that's why. That's why Hornady keeps coming out with his ammunition. They know how oh! good the they know how good the thirty out six is. The truth here, folks. We've exposed it. Write your senator, your congressman. Let them know. Stop big ammo and big rifles. So if we're gonna if we're gonna give a list of tips, so the top, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna give a number on it, but if you want to shoot uh, small me, groups, it has to be. Numbers, because that matters. Statistically. The, the top eight things to shoot a sub MOA group. Um, obviously, breaking your like start from a broken end gun. You know, find which ammo shoots through it. Let's just stop. That's probably yeah. That's probably a little complicated. Use use good ammo. Whatever you're aiming aperture or whatever you're putting on the platform. You need to start with a properly putting that on there and checking the rifle, whether it be an AR, bolt gun, whatever, action screws, pins, whatever, whatever the case may be. When you get it from the rifle, shit happens. Wait, like six videos back, this fucker puts <laughs> the brand new Brigard premiered and the, the, the thumbnail is 0.3 inch group. It, next He's a but- phony. Phony! No, he watched the Hornady podcast. He's like, "Oh my god!" All these other videos I did were, were wrong. But anyways, check the rifle when you mount your optic. Check that. Make sure everything's proper. Because guess what? If you don't have that put on properly, which we've talked about this in multiple podcasts, you're never going to be able to shoot good groups if your shit's just slopping all over the place. And then make sure your ammo is proper. To the rifle, meaning the barrel length, the twist, and everything else. A little bit of research. Don't go a long way. Don't just grab the cheapest box off the shelf. Probably don't expect a lot when you buy the cheapest ammo. What you ready? Ready for this one? to piss people off. Uh, buy a cartridge from this century. 
boom, they're inherently more accurate due to the case design. And, and the chambers not, not, are more not unified. Case, so the, the fact- chamber, they're smaller. I'm, I'm very much simplifying this. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> Go watch some of the horny podcasts. If you want to get yeah. more into that about why you're... Your shitty 308s and your shitty 300 wind mags are so sloppy, and they tend to be a little bit more finicky. But my custom hand loads. But, but, but my 308. But I was I I trolled Amateen last night on his uh, his reel about 308. A dick. <laughs> he thought it was funny, so it's okay. So one of the last questions he answered, one of his guys go, "What is the correct barrel length for a 308?" And I just put 308 equals 30 inch barrel. <laughs> at least and he read it off just like that's yep that's it <laughs> so uh, we, we, it, was a, it was a group troll on his people the uh you know maybe don't use if you're shooting for a small group because it's funny right like <laughs> what would you think most 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 people you took their rifle and you know they have like their fucking three to nine on it and you were to put a high magnification scope I guarantee you most of them, the groups would at least tighten up. That's, ooh, I'm I'm half and half. Because, like, I think so many, like, people don't understand, like, like picking a very specific point that right. you aim Dang. at consistently. Because most people just go, like, circle, circle, and, like, use the alignment. Men in a blunt tail. Send it. Well, the second you fucking shoot a shot, then your, your, your point of aim is going to shift, like, whether you realize it or not. So that's going to open up your group. Making sure the rifle fits you properly. Yeah, making, one. making sure you're not all fucking jittered out on caffeine. Look at, look at, listen to me when I say, look at my eyes. Proper cheek weld. That, that doesn't matter. It's not your fault. It's the rifle's you fault. You don't have to follow through. I know they have to follow through in throwing Meh. a football, but when shooting no. a rifle. Immediately after pulling the trigger, pick up. Like before the bullet even impacts the target, you, you must come out of your scope and look at it. Especially because like you're obviously dog. going to be able to see the target. It's not <laughs> It's not your fault. It's the rifle's fault. It's big ammo, big rifle. It's, you're fine. What are, the, what are the recommendations that you give people? There's so many. Maybe well, we should I, do the, a complete and total 12-minute talk on it. The, the dry fire, I think that was a good one. Dry fire, always. I can't tell you how many people I give that little tip to. Newsflash, folks. Dry firing your rifle isn't going to hurt it. Just do it. I've given that tip to so many people, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Turns out it was me. Like, cold bore. Again, there are certain circumstances where there is an issue with the rifle. Or there's Again, a small, small percentage could be the ammo's fault, especially if you have, like, a very non-temp stable, older-style powder that just, like, I mean, it gets any kind of heat to it. It just, like, the, the velocity increases, like, several hundred feet per second, and there's still powder like that out there. Mostly, it's the shooter. It's cold shooter most of the time. Now, if you'll go find, uh, I don't remember which one it was. Brian Litz has a podcast on like that Wandering Zero. I think it's Brian Litz. That's a very interesting podcast. And I, I, you know, the more I shoot these rifles and everything else, I see that being a a, a couple different issues. I see it more on ARs. And we're talking about wandering as in like instead of being like perfectly in the center and like. One day it'll be to the left. One day it'll be slightly to the right. Like I had that same problem. Hi yo, it's not your fault. It's the rifle's fault. Two inches average. Uh, but Brian Lance has a. I think it's Brian Lance has an interesting podcast on that very subject. Now, 
that's still not what I would consider cold bore. Because like what people are considering cold bore is like these random, pretty good flyers. I would just think of Bobby Swagger. When it's cold bore. Goddamn shooter. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It's the rival's fault. It's not your fault. But I mean, I think we beat this dead horse enough. Uh, Backfire obviously figured something out. Like, well, I mean, one of the there's a lot to be said. Like when you do consistent content that people are interested in. No, no, it's harder. Like if you really look at what he does again, that's why it's very impressive. Like he consistently puts out content. He it's pretty consistently very engaged and, with. And I really, as much as I disagree with a lot of stuff he puts out now. I, you people have to understand, like, this may not actually be his thoughts. It may, you never know nowadays. It may be this carefully curated type situation. Like we do. We don't actually believe any of the shit we're saying. <laughs> it may be Wade this. doesn't even hunt. I don't even have a real beard. It'd be funny if I just pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mask. It may be, like, this carefully curated thing that, like, some genius figured out a way to, like, lily make certain people agree with and troll the rest of the population. Well, again, think about it this way, right? Like you disagree with a lot of his opinions, but you watch most of his videos, don't you? Not anymore. I just, yeah, but you have in the past. I will for a while. And then I'm just like, I, most of, I don't give a shit about like the, like, you know, rifles or whatever. A lot of stuff. I, I the more I watch it, the more I think that he can't be this wrong all the time. It has to be carefully curated. That's why I can just kind of quit watching it. You really know. You really must think somebody's wrong if you think that it's all an act. I kind of think it is. Like a lot of the information he puts out, you're just like you're putting out the wrong information. Now there is a certain aspect to like these YouTubers that I've been watching for years, which sometimes I get really shitty about watching their videos. Like there is an aspect where you can go back and watch the, like the beginning of his videos, unless he's deleted them. There is an aspect that I enjoy to this type of content where typically you get to watch them grow as a marksman. That's Cro- what I enjoy. Crow is a person. Yeah. But I feel I just I feel like you can't you can't be as much maybe I'm wrong. You can't be as, as much into data and everything else as he is and be that wrong. Here's the thing though, right? It like, has to be curated. He has his audience, and there's this concept, uh, particularly Positive online platforms. Loop. Well, it, it is that. <laughs> it's a downstream consequence of that. It's called audience capture. And you see this a lot with uh, more towards like the gaming side of YouTubers is because a lot of those guys, they start their channels when they're young and they grow these huge audiences. But like five, 10 years later, they're like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm now rich. I can do right. anything I want. But it's like my fans want this content or like their opinions change about things. But their fan base is like, no, no, no we want, we like this. So you you kind of you almost have to serve your fan base to uh no, to keep your channel float. And that's why you guys will never audience capture my ass. And that's why I'm going to start this podcast <laughs> off talking about Taylor Swift. And there ain't a goddamn thing you can do about it. Homo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it could be some of that. And again, because he's going to be watching it. Like somebody's like somebody at his level isn't doing it's, what he's doing yeah. and not like Without watching plans. the analytics yes. and going, okay, well, if I talk about this, this is going to do better. This isn't. This isn't the YouTube of someone who's just like, I like to put out content and I, I mean, I'm like, going to teach people. I mean, that's why our this format's is a, so different because we're just like, we're going to turn on the camera and just talk for an hour. <laughs> this is the this is the YouTube channel of someone making a career of it. Like, yeah. This is probably one of the way he wants to retire from whatever it is he does. 
and get it's cool, fine and get cool guns. But the the thing I te- the the bad takeaway for me there's at least like he has 800k followers. There's at least 400k people probably that believe every single word that comes out of his mouth, and this is what fucks everything up. But you know what? It's not your fault. It's the rifle's fault. I actually really want to watch this video next. It's a seven things gun stores wouldn't won't tell you, but you should know. I tried to watch that one, but I there's a off. lot more than seven things I'm not going to tell you. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody in the comments agrees with you. They're like, that guy just shut the fuck up already. Uh, do we want to save the uh, 22 Creed stuff for a real, or just go ahead and say it on the end of this podcast? Wait, this come out today. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say it. So, and we'll get into this a little bit later. We'll like, we'll in depth, but I just want to briefly touch on this. This is the third time we've talked about it. The other two you guys didn't get to see. Hi-yo. But it's not your fault. It's your rifle's fault. Yeah. (laughs) This needs to be a t-shirt. You you fuck up your audio. It's not your fault. It's the equipment's fault. (laughs) So, 22 Creed has officially been accepted in a SAMI specification or whatever you want to call it. Like, it's it's a SAMI specified the, and people like fail to understand how great this is. I guess it's great because it's gonna like we talked about on our twenty two degree more podcast. It's gonna standardize the Reamer print. So now there won't. There's still gonna be a thing because there's a lot of gunsmith rifle builders out there that that firmly believe that they have the best designs for Reamers, and that's totally fine. But for the most part, it's gonna standardize the Reamer specs. And we're not going to see all these different uh, chamber cuts and all that stuff. And the the possibility, the probability is much higher now that you will see this adopted by major rifle manufacturers. Now, based off of what I heard on their podcast, I haven't watched his newest one, but he talked about it on another one. And I talked to another guy. They're going to be, there's going to be a horny 80 grain EODM and a horny 80 grain eldx but horizon you know they also own 22 creedmore.com they're going to be the only people that have the ammo right now like they this is typically what happens when a manufacturer such as horny isn't actually ready to try and push a certain cartridge onto the onto the main stage they they work with someone and as long as that one person in this case it's horizon or whatever their entity main entity is called i can't remember now some group or whatever i think but they will purchase x amount of rounds and it's typically quite a lot from hornady and they'll work out some sort of deal so what you're going to see is only if it's available in like retail stores it means they bought it directly from horizon or whatever their group entity is called but hornady from what was told hornady is only selling to them for two years or X amount of rounds. I don't remember what, exactly what the deal is. They're probably it's probably X amount of rounds. Now I can kind of see where Horizon would want to do that, and I can kind of see where they're shooting themselves in the foot. But that's you know neither here nor there. But it's eighty grain loads. It's probably going to be a little bit anemic compared to like what you typically get from a lot of these boutique ammo manufacturers such as Ammunitions. But they're trying to make it safe for AR10s, which I think it's stupid. It's that's just my personal opinion. It's completely caveat or side note i still haven't shot my sergeant of arms 22 grade so i don't know like i'm still putting all the ar10 22 grades in this bad area of it's a waste of that yeah and cartridge. That, and that fact is, is a rifle it's the rifle's fault 
But anyways, it has been adopted, Sammy. There is going to be factory warranty, but it's only going to be available through certain places. We're still going to be manufacturing our 75-grain EODMs, and we have a... As soon as I can actually get caught up on that, which who knows when it's going to be, we're going to be offering even more options because, like, we just need to be able to get out the main stuff people want first. But then we're going to get into, like, there's... 80 grain loads, there's 88 grain loads, there's 85.5s, there's 90 grain loads, there's all kinds of stuff we're going to service that community. But it is exciting, and kudos, I just want to give a shout-out to Horizon. They have been just constantly pushing that caliber for several years now. They were probably the first people to put it into the, the mainstream and they have been the company who has probably been like poking and prodding this whole time to try and get that caliber more popularity and try and get it manufactured by the big dogs and everything else. So it's finally Sammy spec. It's going to fix a lot of chamber issues. And I'm probably going to be reaching out to other manufacturers, see if we can go ahead and get some raffles made, but you know, we'll see. Uh, exciting news for fans of the twin degree like myself. I'm still waiting up for the 17 Creed. Rest in peace, 22250. <laughs> uh, it's not quite there yet, but it it probably will be soon. Uh, if you want to help support the podcast, go to allymunitions.com, or if you're in Midland, stop by Al Outdoors. If you see me on the floor, scream at me, yell hi, and everything else. Uh, just about every time I go out there now, we see somebody that listens to the podcast. And so far, no one said, I effing hate you and shot me. So I'm guessing that's great. But did, don't re- don't forget. <laughs> they're waiting They're waiting for me with the gun. I, I know it. I'm going to get fucking smoked one day. It's not your I'm fault. With the 308. You know what? If, if, if we're going to close out this podcast and we're going to leave you with something special, something to carry with you, if you remember one thing in particular from this podcast, it's not going to allammunitions.com. It's, it's not your fault. It's the rifle's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>